Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811. My wife, my mother-in-law, and I took a flight across the country today. I'm broadcasting from Colorado Springs, Colorado. The home of NORAD. The home of the Air Force Academy. The home of F-16 jets everywhere. I love this place. So here we are. We're on United Airlines. First we go to Reagan Washington National Airport. It's very busy there. About half the people wearing masks, most of whom work for the government or the TSA, and the other half, no. Of course, I was not, neither was my wife or my mother-in-law. We got on the airplane, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody. Not the crew. Not the passengers. Regardless of age, regardless of what class you were sitting in. Nobody was wearing a mask. People were happy. They weren't at each other's throats. The flight attendants didn't have to go up and down the aisle saying, okay, please, you've got to put that mask over your nose. Okay, you're not eating now. Put the mask on. They are the most relieved. No question about it. No mask. And yet I have a list of audio here from Giuseppe Robinette Biden Jr. Lunch Bucket Joe. From Jen Pasaki. From somebody named Andy Slavitt. Oh, you got to hear some of this stuff. 
because there's a point I want to make. Florida. That the mass mandate by the CDC is unconstitutional. It's illegal because they have no statutory authority. And besides, they don't have any science that supports it. Finally, a decision. Now, it's two years too late. But that's not the judge's fault. The judge gets the case when the judge gets the case. Now, keep something in mind. The CDC seems to think you need to wear the mask just two more weeks. That'll solve the problem. Two more weeks. How many people have been thrown on an airplane, off an airplane because their kid that's two years old and six months won't put a mask on and won't keep it on? How horrendous has that been? This has never been about masks. It's never been about science. It's been about tyranny. Those of us who have independent and objective minds, IQs over 90, who are knowledgeable, who think for ourselves, we've known this. We've known this from the first day that Anthony Fauci, the Fauci, came out and said, you don't need masks. So you do need masks. You need double masks. You might want to try galoshes and a raincoat. To maybe you don't need it this week. Maybe next week you need it. Everybody knows this is BS. Plus, it also undermines the entire purpose of a vaccine. When you got the flu vaccine, many of you, Did they tell you to run around and wear a mask? If the mask is going to stop a virus, wouldn't the mask also stop the flu virus? In fact, every time we have a flu or something of that sort, even a cold, if they're right about the functioning science of a mask, wouldn't you be wearing a mask? Should you wear a mask? Should you wear a mask? Should you wear a mask indoors, outdoors? Uh, What if it's a group of 12 and a group of 14? Six feet apart. What if I'm five feet apart or eight feet apart? What's the difference? Oh, yes. When you cough, cough into your elbow, the interior. Don't cough on your hands. Don't don't do this. Don't do that. They loved it. People were arrested. People lost their jobs. If they wouldn't wear a mask, thrown off planes have an arrest record. Excuse me, I've been vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask. I'm sorry. The science says you must wear a mask. Excuse me, I've had the virus, natural immunity. I don't need a mask. Excuse me. You must wear a mask. Hey, my kids, two years old and three months, these little kids, they don't, they don't spread it. They don't get it. Excuse me. Your child must wear a mask. And they must wear it seven to eight hours a day in elementary school and middle school and high school. And you shall do what we say. Or we're going to set loose the local health authorities against you and your kids and take your kid away from you. And vaccines. I was vaccinated twice. And then I got the virus. Two vaccinations and natural immunity. What's the point? Well, we saved all these lives. You don't know if you saved a single life. At the same time, Fauci and Biden 
and the other heretics. They're out there saying, don't use monoclonal antibodies, which I used because I happen to be the greatest governor, let's be honest. And he had 24 centers set up privately where if you got this virus, you could immediately go in within 24, 48 hours and get the shot. Didn't matter what state you were from. Didn't matter what country you were from. And it worked. Worked for me within 24 hours. Worked for my entire family. Do you have any proof? Yes. Me. Myself and I. It's better than guinea pigs. Better than bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., whose names I don't know. It worked. Wow. And so Biden basically criminalized it. And denied people access. It's like you're getting heroin or some of the fentanyl pouring over the border thanks to Biden and his communist Chinese friends. Yes. Uh, Can I get some of that monoclonal antibody? What's your name? Do I have to give you my name? Yes. We got to put it in our database for the CDC. We need to know who you are because it's the monoclonal antibody. Yes, but it works. No. Follow the science. All of the science. And so today, the judge is under attack. Because the truth is, as I've told you again and again and again and again, the American Marxists don't believe in judicial decisions unless they agree with them. They don't believe in historic firsts of black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, gay people, unless they share their politics. It's that simple. Then it's historic. Otherwise, you're a reprobate. And what you support is controversial. The science. Follow the science. Well, the masks don't work. Follow the By the way, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. You want to run around wearing a Hillary Clinton mask? Who am I to tell you don't wear a mask? You want to wear a burqa? Cover your whole body? Head to toe? Maybe that's advanced. Maybe the throwback to the ninth century is actually the future. Go ahead. Wear it. What do I care? You want to walk around with a bag over your head? Some people, I do recommend that. Why do I care? Just leave me the hell alone. Leave me alone. The most informed among us know this has nothing to do with science. They destroyed our economy. They have seized certain of our liberties. They've created a precedent for shutting down religious institutions, for cherry-picking which businesses stay open, like Amazon and Walmart, and which close... Ma and Pa stores, that state-owned alcohol beverage stores stay open while gun shops close. They've created the precedent. And then you have people who vote for people who do this. There he is. He's up for a recall. The governor of California, the worst of the worst. And they vote him back in. That's why you and I don't believe in populism and democracy. We believe in republicanism and constitutional conservatism, which protects unalienable rights, no matter how many stupid people vote the wrong way. It was a pleasant plane ride. Not a single argument that I could tell. You actually saw other people's faces. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I have a doctor, this is the truth, who I've had for two years, who is always compelled to wear a mask. 
so I went in to see the doctor one-on-one because I needed something done rather quickly. No, not that. But any. You don't need to wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I've had the damn virus. I've had the virus. I had shots. What, I mean, what are we doing here? He did, too, so he took it off. I, I never saw his whole face before, Mr. Producer. I wouldn't have recognized him if he had been sitting next to me on the airplane today. Unless he removed that mask, which he did. It's time to get back to normalcy. Normalcy. We're not following the science. We're following the quacks who have an inordinate amount of power. It's like the HOA people. You ever deal with people serving the HOA? You say, oh my God, they'd be good stormtroopers. Not all of you. Most of you. But that would be like HOA writ large. That's what the CDC has become. That's what Fauci is. He's the chairman of the national HOA. The chairman. And so they're running around. They're very upset with the judge. This isn't about the law. It's about the science, ladies and gentlemen. Really. Except when they go to the Supreme Court and they demand abortion on demand right up to birth. In some cases, right after birth. That's not a human being. That's not a baby. That's a choice. But the science says it's a human being. Screw you. It's a choice. Their biggest issue on the radical Marxist left is abortion, which defies every rational interpretation of science. Every single one. Doesn't matter. It's the law. But when it comes to masks, follow the science. Okay, I am. I'm not wearing a mask. And I don't intend to. So here's Jen Pasaki. Jen Pasaki today, cut three on Air Force One Go. Uh, as we've said, agencies are reviewing step, next steps, including the Department of Justice. Uh, traditionally, following court decision, that can take a couple of days. Uh, we have said from the start that our code response should be guided by the science and data and by experts. Uh, and just as a reminder, when we had made this announcement, the CDC said it needed 15 days to assess the impacts of an uptick in cases on hospitalizations, deaths, and hospital capacity. And what is that uptick exactly? There's almost no uptick whatsoever. Almost none whatsoever. Go ahead. Still feel that is entirely reasonable based on the latest science uh, and public health uh, decisions. Yeah, I want somebody to show me the science. A challenge out there to all the Marxists, all the so-called scientific experts and doctors. Call up. Where this mask is backed by actual tested science to prevent or reduce the likelihood of getting this virus. We'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I spent part of yesterday looking for it. Where is it? It's not on the CDC website. It doesn't exist. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now 
at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Hello. Hello. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Andy Slavitt. You remember Andy Slavitt? Of course you don't. Is that two T's in Slavitt, two V's, two L's? What is it? He's the former White House advisor for the COVID response. He was on the Constipated News Network today. All about masks. Cut for a go. Andy, we saw the judge say that they believed that the CDC had exceeded its authority with this ruling. What do you make of all of this? Uh, I make of all this that they exceeded their authority. But this guy's the COVID response advisor. So now we have pseudoscientists and medical quacks, of which he may well be one, giving us legal opinions. Now he's a legal analyst. Go. Pretty shaky legal ruling um, from a a young and I think uh, I would say probably um, idealistic judge, a former uh, Clarence Thomas. There clerk. you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's an illegitimate opinion, you see. Clarence Thomas, being the second black person on the Supreme Court, is controversial. The judge, who is a woman judge, and by all accounts can actually define woman, even though she's not a biologist, by all accounts a genius. She's been a clerk to several judges. She's practiced at one of the biggest law firms in the country. But Andy Slavitt, former White House advisor for COVID response. Good job, Andy, if that is your name. Uh, it's a former Clarence Thomas clerk. How good can they be, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, she's fantastic, actually. It's a 59-page opinion. I read it online late last night. It's a brilliant opinion. And we're still waiting for the scientific evidence. That masks have an effect. You know, we believed Fauci when he first said no. Then he said yes. Then he said two. Then he said no. Then he said yes again. I want to remind you folks. Black Lives Matter, Russia collusion, masks. Putin's responsible for inflation and gas prices. We've been discussing this for years and years and years. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. 
To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Let me tell you a little secret, because if I don't tell you, nobody will. Because I'm not running full-page ads all over the country and so forth. The ratings come in for this show. They have a right to know certain things. But I'll tell you just this. This is one of the few shows in New York, or the whole country for that matter, when you look at the numbers against the biggest competition across the street, month after month after month, the numbers don't come in like TV. They, they come in once a month. I have defeated the cross-the-street opposition in 12-plus at every demo. I went back and looked for years. No host can say that. They like to brag about their numbers, but they don't defeat the competition. And people who do that don't understand how this business works, I don't think. So we might go to, we'll see. This show should be expanded. That's my position. I barely ever mention the podcast, and yet people are still jealous of that. Who, again, don't understand the podcast business. Not even close. We had a record number of podcast listeners last month. Through the roof. So, in the biggest market in America, we defeat our competition three hours in a row, despite the fact we're up against playoff basketball. Baseball has started up. The Yanks and the Mets. The National Hockey League. And what other people do during 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time at night. That's why this show is very important, I think. And I want to thank all of you. I'm very blessed. Very blessed to be at this for almost 20 years. All right. Sanjay Gupta. If that is his name. Why is everybody named Gupta on TV, Mr. Producer? What's with the Gupta? But anyway, no offense. He's on the Constipated News Network today. And, of course, he's not only an expert on science and medicine, And the Wuhan virus, remember, nobody knew anything about the virus. They still say they don't know anything, but they know you have to wear a mask. And I still contend, one day, one day this is going to look so arcane. They're going to say, as a matter of pedestrian logic, basic reason, inhaling carbon dioxide is bad for you. They want to change the entire economy to some kind of a Marxist socialist economy because they claim carbon dioxide from fossil fuels is destroying the country. And yet you're wearing a mask. What are you inhaling? Your own damn carbon dioxide. Massive amounts of it. Right? I have made this point now since day one. You're inhaling carbon dioxide over and over. Every breath in out goes the carbon dioxide 
in comes oxygen with carbon dioxide. Heavy duty. More than any in- More than anything. You're, you're inhaling your own carbon dioxide. Your little ones are inhaling your own carbon dioxide. What about that, Sanjay Gupta? What about that, Andy Slavitt? What about that, Jen Psaki, MSNBC, soon-to-be host? What about that, Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci, what about that? They have no answer for that. Where's the studies? Where's the science? Hmm. But Sanjay Gupta's at it on the Constipated News Network today, pushing propaganda, in my humble opinion. Cut seven, go. We're, we're in a pandemic still. It's the last part of your question, right? I mean, we're still in a pandemic. We'd like to think that we're not, but, but we are. The numbers have been improving. Airplanes are generally have been considered one of the safer places to be because of the air exchange and the ventilation on planes. But I think what we saw was a What he's trying decision. to say there is... Fresh air is constantly pumped into airplanes. The, the, ex, the air, air that you exhaled is constantly pumped out of the plant. It's really a 60% fresh air, bad air being pushed out on a constant basis. That is, the safest place to be is on an airplane. And that's the last holdout for the masks, which are all kind of together there. Yeah. yeah, you know, like the green room at CNN and MSNBC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the newsroom, so it's called, at the Washington Compost in the New York Times. Oh, they all work from home now. Oh, yeah, they all work from home now. Anyway, go ahead. Not a public health decision. What the public health, uh, you know, CDC wanted was to say, look, BA2 is new relatively new. Let's see how it's behaving. Is it so transmissible that planes become a source of spread? They wanted the time to evaluate that. They're not getting that time now. Two weeks to evaluate it? You can't evaluate a damn thing in two weeks. So he says, but I think what we saw was a legal decision, not a public health decision. Uh, hello. You saw a legal decision that got the public health right. That got the public health right. So let's revisit this in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see how many people are dying from the virus who are on a plane. Hmm? Let's take a look at the flight attendants and the pilots who are all celebrating. You would think if this pandemic was the yellow fever or whatever it is, that, that they'd all say no. No, their unions would say, we're going to strike. We're, you know, like the teachers' unions who don't want to work. Yeah, we were, put the masks on. No, put the masks on. We can't, we're not working. Ground the airplane. No, they're there. They're having a party. Mr. Bitch, I never had so many pretzels on the plane in my life. So many pretzels on the plane. It was unbelievable. They were so happy. You want pretzels? Uh, I'm okay. You want pretzels? I've never been asked twice about pretzels. In fact, in the past, they get so angry, they start hoarding the pretzels. Uh, put your mask on, uh, but I'm eating pretzels. I'm not giving you any pretzels. Like we're all two years old. Like we're all two years old. But we're not two years old. Now, why am I spending 40 minutes on masks? Number one, we've had enough. Number two, this is about liberty and tyranny. This is not about science. Number three, they're now trashing a federal judge. This is what they do.
Oh, she clerked for Clarence Thomas. Oh, Clarence Thomas? Oh, my God. She's no good. She. The second African-American to ever serve on the set. We don't care. Isn't that historic? No, it's not. He's actually the first Republican black African-American to ever serve on the Supreme Court. That's historic, is it not, Mr. Producer? You would think so. And he can even define what it means to be a man and a woman. And he's not a biologist. That's the science right there. Why are we spending time on this? Because it's a big issue. Barry Goldwater used to say, Mr. Conservative, when he was alive, Barry Goldwater, who had a lot to do with the founding of the modern conservative movement, he used to say, any government that's big enough to regulate the small things is big enough to regulate the big things. The mask is symbolic of tyranny when in fact it has no provable scientific effect on the vast majority of people. If you have an immune issue, I get it. It's okay. In other words, prior to the pandemic, if you were really one who should be wearing or want to wear a mask, do what you need to do. Do what your doctor says. But you don't take an entire society and then a police force in every area and impose your will just because you can. They don't need another two weeks to figure this out. I mean, this has been going on for years, not two years, more than two years. And if masks worked, uh, then we wouldn't have had the consequences that we had when people were wearing masks. And if masks were certainly a significant part of the answer, then Anthony Fauci should have been fired on the spot because his justification for first saying don't wear masks was so thoroughly poisonous and diabolical that nobody should serve in a high position, a scientific position in the federal government who would mislead the vast majority of the American people and dissuade them from purchasing masks. Nobody. But it wasn't just masks. Remember what happened in Canada? When truckers who had the virus had natural immunity, truckers who got vaccinated and other truckers who had worked all through the pandemic to make sure the people of Canada were fed and clothed and housed, the government turned on them. Why? Because they were resisting the vaccine. How many companies in America fired personnel? because they weren't vaccinated. How many nurses were fired? Doctors were fired, remember? Police officers, firefighters, fired. It was said to be righteous to fire these people. It was said to be righteous to destroy your own small business, whether it's a restaurant, a gym, anything. You got to do it for the better, the good of the, the betterment of the public. Where was the science? There wasn't any science. The point of a vaccine isn't to protect the guy next to you. It's to protect you. That's why flu vaccines aren't mandatory for the general public or any other vaccine. Now, that's not to say you should be irresponsible or even stupid when it comes to vaccines. But what I'm saying is, These governments, the federal government under Biden, the bureaucracy, these blue states, 
Whitmer. They even created a phony kidnapping case. The clown that runs California. Cuomo. Hans Cuomo. The moron in New Jersey. The moron in Illinois. Pritzker. That guy looks very freakish to me. Very creepy. The same people who were shoving the elderly in the nursing homes who had COVID, who were shoving COVID patients out of hospitals in their nursing homes and caused more death than not wearing a mask could possibly have caused. They're the ones who are celebrated, but we don't have to play along. They'll do the same thing with guns in the Second Amendment. The same thing with free speech in the First Amendment. The same thing with freedom of association. Why do you think they're playing this January 6th thing over and over again, going after paraders and trespassers, the overwhelming majority of people who did nothing, many of whom were waved in? Why do you think dozens of them are still in some filthy Washington, D.C. jail? Why do you think judges? Oh, we have another jerk. What's this guy's name? I'll find him who starts to trash the pres- the former president of the United States. These federal judges were way out of line trashing Donald Trump. You got this guy Carter in Central California who should be removed from the bench and have his law license stripped from him from what he said and wrote. You have a guy, Reggie Walton, that's his name, in Washington, D.C., who said things about Donald Trump which were outrageous. And he should be stripped of his of his robe, and he should be thrown out of the bar, too, but it won't happen because they're all left. But you're a disgrace, Reggie Walton, for what you said and did, a disgrace. They don't believe in the rule of law on the hard left, although they'll use it when they can and where they can. But just as science has been politicized, just as sex has been politicized, and genitalia, just as the classroom has been politicized, just as race has been politicized, the final nail is when you politicize the law. Because then you're no better than any other totalitarian regime, and that's exactly what's happening. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's a lesson in most things. So I didn't want to just, oh, look at the mask and superficially hit and move on. And the lesson continues. 
The Department of Justice, led by Meritless Garland, has decided to appeal the decision by the federal judge in Tampa, Florida. That's why they're trashing her. Well, we got to take this to other judges who are, you know, more objective and intelligent and so forth. So I just want you to know, America, that the Biden administration is insistent on imposing on you the mask mandate at the federal government level, even though they have no constitutional authority to do that. Why is that? How much time do I have, Mr. Producer? Let me dig deeply for at least 60, 90 seconds. The plenary power when it comes to safety and health belongs to the states. It has never belonged to the federal government. There's not a single Supreme Court decision that says otherwise. People point to a decision that's about a hundred, little over a hundred years ago. These are slip and fall ambulance chasing lawyers who don't understand what they're talking about. Even in the decision they cite, the court doesn't say the feds have this kind of an authority. When your kids go to school and they have to have certain vaccines for polio and that sort of thing, that is a determination made by the state. <coughs> that determination is not made by the CDC or anybody else. The mass mandate has no historical precedent. It has no Supreme Court or legal precedent. And it has no constitutional precedent. That's what the judge pointed out, and she's correct. We've talked about this before. So they're going to appeal it. Now, the CDC says it needs 15 days. So far, they've had a week. Eight days left. What has the CDC found? But they want to appeal it. Why? Because this is bigger than masks. This is about the power seized by the central government under the Democrats, as it has been seized in blue states, to impose their will on the citizens of America. There is no great need for masks in the United States of America. Not now. None. See, these are the days where I need a fourth hour, maybe fifth. What we've been discussing is crucially important. The lesson is crucially important. The government has so many other things to do, but here it is, pressing its case for masks to a circuit court. Why would it be doing that? This is the struggle between your individual rights and the newly seized power of the central government under an ambiguously claimed title of science. That's why this matters, and that's why we needed an hour to discuss it. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, we need our liberty back. This is no small matter. We need our liberty back. If it were a small matter, the Department of Justice wouldn't be appealing this decision. They're not appealing it for health reasons. 
This is about raw power. It's enough already, folks. This government, this regime, this administration has destroyed our economic system. Look at this inflation. We're about to head into stagflation and a recession that could lead to a depression, depending on who's elected to what. That could go on for years and years. That's what happened. Hoover was a disaster, but it was a terrible recession. And Roosevelt extended it for years. And our government, our country's never been the same in terms of your individual liberty. And that's the plan. He says he can't do anything about inflation. So remove their asses and get people in there who are prepared to do exactly what's needed. Everybody knows what's needed. Unfortunately, now we have to drive up interest rates and insist that the Fed do it. If they won't do it, put people on there who have to. Hit the the brakes on spending and borrowing. Oh, and by the way, did you see this piece in Just the News, a great website? Queen of earmarks, Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski catches in big on Democrats' $1.5 trillion spending law. She ranked fourth in earmarks. Fourth in the amount of money spent on earmarks, even though she represents the 48th most populous state. Including $10 million to do a demolish a hotel. She's one of them. Don't you see, Alaska? She's one of them. And then Mitch McConnell's prepared to spend $10 million or more to get her reelected. Mitch McConnell doesn't believe in balancing the budget. Mitch McConnell is part of the problem. He's been part of the problem. He's a dinosaur for decades. He doesn't support getting inflation under control. He's one of the 19 ridiculous Republicans who voted for the infrastructure plan. Where only 9% of it went to infrastructure. But it was only a little over a trillion dollars. A trillion on top of the COVID. Two and a half trillion. Where most of that didn't go to COVID. Most of it lined the pockets of big city mayors. Democrat governors. The teachers unions and so forth. McConnell was all in. As he's all in for Mikowski. Mikowski needs to go. We need serious statesmen. That's what we need now. We're up against it. 48th most populous state. She's number four in earmarks, the amount of money. It's disgusting. I'm looking at this. Among the earmarks, $10 million for the city of Fairbanks to tear down the abandoned Polaris Hotel that was built in 1951. Why should the nation pay for that? $1.1 million to study marine animal health and changing oceans and sewer. Half a million to create a trail of totem poles and storyboards representing different parts of the uh, Juneau waterfront. She says, through this omnibus bill, I've used my leadership role. In the Interior Environmental Appropriation Subcommittee to address many of Alaska's needs while holding off riders that would have harmed our state's resource industry. She has undermined the Republican base. She undermines Alaska. 
Her activities helped elect Joe Biden as president, who shut down Anwar drilling. She's a fraud and a fake and a phony. That's what she is. And, of course, so is McConnell, which is why he backs her. The queen of earmarks. Not in the best interest of Alaska. The vast majority of you, none of these earmarks help you. It's just more taxes for you. None of these earmarks help you. But this is something I wanted to talk about that's gotten under the radar. The same administration. The same administration that is throwing everything it has at Americans who protested the January 6th event. The same administration. The same administration that's throwing everything it has at parents who dare to challenge school boards that are promoting sexuality for five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, because God knows we don't have enough of that in our society, for promoting racist, critical race theory in our classrooms at the youngest levels. Louis Farrakhan dressed up as education that are attacking capitalism and promoting climate change. A degrowth movement born of Marxists in Europe in the 1970s. That administration. Listen to this. NBC News. You're not going to believe it. Biden administration to announce self-imposed ban on anti-satellite weapons tests. Hello? President Trump, having enormous foresight, created the What's it called? The Space Service. Right? Now, why did he do that? Why did he create the Space Force? Because space is being weaponized by the Chinese, and it's being weaponized by the Russians. They're way ahead of us. Obama didn't want to deal with it, as in many other things. He was too busy destroying the environment in, in Hawaii, building a, uh, a wall there so the so the ocean wouldn't affect his property, upsetting his neighbors. Too busy building his library, such as it is, uh, in Chicago, destroying a, a, a city park there. Too busy, busy uh, buying a, uh, a mansion outside of, uh, uh, actually on Martha's Vineyard, because he obviously believes in, uh, in the diversity of the island there, which is what, 90 or 112% white? I don't know, whatever. Very wealthy, too, may I add? It's okay, but... You know, he campaigns against this stuff. Very white-dominated society there. And, of course, he has a seven, eight, nine, ten million dollar property in Washington, D.C. with a big fence around it. Ah, the Obamas. Too much to defend this country, though. Vice President Harris is expected to announce the ban. It is partly intended to highlight a recent Russian test that created a dangerous field of space junk. So here's Russia again. A test in space. It created a dangerous field of space junk, they allege. So our response, Mr. Producer, is to unilaterally disarm. They have killer satellites up there. The Chinese do. The Russians do. We do not. So Trump says, well, we need to catch up. Biden says, did Trump do this? Yes. Okay. Can I have a vanilla ice cream? Uh, Mr. Pre- Stay focused. Okay, Trump did it. Yes, okay, I'm going to reverse. And that's his people, too. They're radical kooks. They hate the country. They hate the economy. They hate the American people. Let me read it again. Biden administration to announce 
self-imposed ban on anti-satellite weapon tests. Because Russia is creating too much debris in space. So we have to cut back. That's like China creating all this carbon dioxide. Ooh. So what do we do? Destroy our economic system. But we're not doing it. It's China. Hey! We're all global citizens, you know. On November 15, 2021, an interceptor missile launched in northern Russia struck a Soviet-era Cosmos 1408 satellite, generating a massive debris field in low Earth orbit of more than 1,500 pieces of trackable debris, U.S. Space Command said. Such tests undermine the long-term stability of space and imperil space exploration, the administration told Congress. Therefore, the rational, right, conclusion, if you're president of the United States of America, you know what? We're not having any killer satellites up there to confront the killer satellites that the Russians and the Chinese put up there. Now, what can the Russian and Chinese killer satellites do? Knock out our entire GPS systems. Which knocks out the technological advantage of our military. So Obama wouldn't do anything about it. And now Biden's answer is... Trump started to do something about it. Now I'm pulling back. Can you imagine? Oh, and by the way, for millennials out there, it could knock out your iPhones. Oh, my God. No, say it's not true. It's true. The damage, this is, I'm, I'm surprised. Oh, so I guess he's blaming it on Putin. Putin made me do this. Putin. Putin made me do Joe Biden is the biggest sap and lapdog for our enemies we've ever had. Ever. Ever. He's the biggest lapdog ever. But Mark, he's had these sanctions on the Russians. Excuse me. The Ukrainians have had to beg, borrow, and steal to get the weapons they need. The United States is always number 212 in line to assist. Always late while people are being slaughtered. And even before that, you don't buckle into Putin with the pipeline and all the rest of it. You don't buckle into your Chinese masters. You don't arm the Iranians with nuclear warheads effectively and hundreds of billions of dollars. Kind of a nut is this? You don't have the borders wide open where 110,000 young people die from fentanyl being shoved into this country by the wheelbarrow, by the drug cartels in Mexico who now have, you know what? Whoever follows Biden is going to have to clean all this up. It's a full-time job. The drug cartels now have people stationed in the United States. The sex traffickers of little girls even have all kinds of hideouts that they've created in cities throughout the United States now. It is so expanded. MS-13 is more powerful than ever before. We have terrorists trying to come across the border. Now, you know damn well if we found 23 of them last year, then terrorists have gotten past us and gotten into this, into this country. Murder rates going through the roof. But we're going to force these people to wear masks. We're going to show them who's who. We're going to show them who's who. 
And when it comes to building up the United States military, uh, we don't want to create, you know, garbage in space. No, 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 we can't, we can't be like that. When it comes to carbon dioxide being spewed all over the place by the communist Chinese, well, I know, but, but we can't be like that. We, we, we have to pull back on that. We have to show by example to these genocidal monsters and maniacs how they can be, you know. I'll be right back. Mark in. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. With the rise of Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020, with the Democrat Party, whether they control the, the positions of mayor and city council in these Democrat cities, and the Democrat governors and the Democrat attorneys general, with many minorities in sports backing Black Lives Matter, many white liberals backing Black Lives Matter, some of them coaches in sports. I recall calling them out by names and so forth. It's more than Black Lives Matter is a financially corrupt institution. And I'm waiting for ESPN to go full morning tonight to expose this and explain this since they so fully promoted it as a result of the anti-cop movement in the 2020 year, but specifically the summer. The defund police movement by the stooges in the Democrat Party, by the stooges in the media, and the stooges they bring on. The Joy Reeds, the Tiffany Crosses, the Joe Scarboroughs and the Mika Scarboroughs, and the other conga line of fools, frauds, and phonies. The whole push against cops in this country. By Nancy Pelosi. Oh, they're stormtroopers. And by many others. The American Marxists in America, the Democrat Party and their media mouthpieces have succeeded in doing something horrific again. Massive increase in black Americans murdered was the result of defund police movement, say experts. Blacks were disproportionately affected by the skyrocketing murders of 2020. Have you read this everywhere? Have you heard this everywhere? Of course not. Did our sports buddies and friends 
stop talking about basketball for a moment and football for a moment and point this out? Of course not. Support for Black Lives Matter and calls to defund the police reverberated across America in 2020, following the death of George Floyd, igniting social justice protests and riots at a time when the coronavirus and lockdowns upended society in unprecedented ways, writes Emma Colton at Fox News. Certainly the protests and riots mid-2020 after the George Floyd uh, killing followed a pattern of spiking violence that were seen following past viral police incidents, such as the deaths of Brown and Gray. It's called the Ferguson effect. Hannah Myers, director of policy and public safety at Manhattan Institute, murders across the board spiked by nearly 30% in 2020 compared to the year prior, according to FBI data, marking the largest single-year increase in killings since the agency began tracking crimes. We have a lot of records being made, don't we? Inflation, the consumer price index, the producer price index, the number of illegals coming across the border. Wow, lots of records. How exciting. Among black Americans, number of deaths spiked by more than 32% in 2019. Listen to me. In 2019, at least 7,484 black Americans were murdered. Folks, this is the sort of thing you read about in all these, these war-torn countries. The number shot up to at least 9,941,000, just shy of 10,000 murders in 2020. Meaning there was an increase, listen to this, this is mind-boggling, of 2,457 black Americans murdered over the previous year. Is there no societal or cultural accountability? I'm not even talking about criminal accountability. For the people who push this defund the cops agenda, for the people who push this systemically racist cop agenda, many of whom are very wealthy, blacks and whites, many of whom don't live in communities they claim to care about, is there not some kind of accountability, ladies and gentlemen, and for the so-called news networks and sports teams and sports networks that push this crap? I want to continue with this when I come back. It's way too important to ignore Way too important to ignore. I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Mark Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. By the way, some have asked, well, what are you doing in Colorado Springs? You know, the problem is with this job, I can't stay anywhere long. 
I take less time off radio than almost anybody. We'd have put off our honeymoon for five years. Then we waited till the Christmas break. Well, I'm here to speak to Hillsdale College at their biggest event of the year. And then I will be back on the plane, flying right back, not missing a beat. I believe in mission. Mission's important. I believe in spreading the word of the mission. I believe in spreading uh, listenership to the radio show, viewers of the TV show, and so forth. Oh, and I don't take any speaking fees, no honorarium. Well, that's not exactly true. I take honorarium if it will be given to me, but I give it to lost dogs and cats so that the donation is directly made to saving dogs. But most times I take nothing. And I don't even take that. I have it directly donated to the charity. I'm not here to make money in Colorado Springs. We're spreading the word of this platform and the substance. That's how you do this. It's old school and it's the right school. I'm aware, and I won't mention who it is, of one individual who wants to be the Republican nominee for president. This individual demands $200,000 in appearance, a speech. $200,000. Now, clearly, they're not a current public official. Even from small nonprofits. I won't be voting for that person. Not that I would anyway. And so we're here to talk to patriots about patriotism, people who believe in this format and support this format throughout talk radio. And in doing so, support all the radio stations we work with. The number of black murders in 2020, in 2020, compared to 2019, which was high enough, up 32%. 32%. This isn't even a headline on ESPN or any of those programs. It's not even a headline. I didn't see LeBron James tweet out about this. I hear not a damn thing. Nothing. It's on Fox. You know, Fox. They hated Fox. It's on my show. They hated me. This is a horrific tragedy. The number of deaths spiked more than 32%. 7,484 black Americans were murdered in 2019. Almost 10,000 in 2020. Think of 10,000. You ever been to a basketball game? I want you to look at the size of that stadium. Most stadiums fill what? About 28,000, 30,000, maybe a little less, Mr. Producer? Just think of the number of seats in that stadium. One-third of them empty because people are dead. Or any kind of stadium. Think about a mega church. I'm trying to put 10,000 in context. It's enormous. 
and most of them killed by other blacks. And where's Black Lives Matter? Well, the leaders are living high. They're not being held to account. This is your war on the cops. Well, Mark, it's because you've never been stopped by a cop because of your race and this. I just told you the murders that are taking place. The little inconvenience is what it is in a massive society like this. Nobody defends any of this crap, but that's not the point. The war on the cops resulted in the war on blacks. And they are dying in record numbers. They're being killed in record numbers. And the Democrats run the cities, they run the police forces, and they run them right into the dirt, right into the ground, like the education system, school choice, the greatest civil rights issue of our time. Nothing. Nothing. The Biden administration is at war with school alternatives. At war with it. Who does that affect most? We need real black leaders in this country. We have a handful. Truly historic figures. You know, they nominate Judge Jackson, who is your garden variety, radical, left-wing, anti-American Marxist, in my humble opinion. And they call her historic, and she won't even define why she's historic from a uh, gender perspective. We need great leaders As I say, there's some, but there's certainly not enough. Now, there's more. Between 20 and 2019, there was an average of 5,954 white murders, which is roughly 16% lower than the 10-year, lower, excuse me, than the 10-year average of black murders. During that same period, an average of 6,927 black murders occurred each year, meaning, listen, black murders shot up by 43% in 2020 compared to the previous 10-year average. White murders in 2020 from 2019 shot up 21%. So overall, murder is through the roof, and murder by blacks, particularly by other blacks, is to the moon. And the figures are more staggering considering white Americans make up 76% of the population compared to black Americans representing only 13%, according to the latest census data. So there's more blacks being murdered in this country, mostly by other blacks, than whites, despite the fact that blacks make up 13% of the population. Think about that. You need cops to protect everybody, but especially in violent, crime-ridden communities. I think this is one of the reasons, quite frankly, that Biden and the Democrats are starting to lose support in the black communities. I think it's one of the reasons, one of the big reasons, they're losing support in the Hispanic communities. Nobody wants to live like this. It doesn't matter what the NFL says or LeBron James says or the ESPN, it really doesn't matter. They live in their own bubble. 
They beat their chests and pat themselves on the back with their righteous indignation. They don't lift a finger to change any of this. If any of them had any guts whatsoever, the ones that came out for Black Lives Matter, they would immediately turn on them and condemn them. But they're not going to. Why? Because it would affect their ratings. It would affect their money. It would affect the entire brand that they've created for themselves. While this community is suffering like hell. And all communities are when it comes to crime. But this one in particular. By the community. It's horrific. And when you look at this, murders and non-negligent manslaughter offenses were already on the rise during the first half of 2020. 14.8%. Murders began to rise in late winter of 2020, which is typical that time of the year. However, April's numbers were not far off track with April's in the previous year. May recorded 1,500 murders compared to the previous year of May's high. Before it peaked to 1,772 in July, far above July's peak, according to the New York Times citing FBI data. Murders began to dip somewhat in September. So what happened? The riots. What happened? Black Lives Matter. There was a piece written again, I forget the author. I believe it was in PJ Media about the the fusion between wealthy white liberals and black activists. And how they come together, they spend a fortune, they trash society, and then they go on with their lives. They live quite well. They live very well in America. And effectively, they do nothing for the people they claim to care about and claim to represent. Nothing. Somehow this message has to get across. As a matter of fact, worse than nothing. That's what critical race theory is all about. If you're Hispanic or Asian or you're African American, whatever you are as a minority, and you buy into this critical race theory, you're buying into failure. You're buying into excuses for not succeeding in the most diverse, free country with the greatest opportunities on the face of the earth. This should be the message. Success is possible. Stop trying to destroy the golden goose. Being capitalism and Americanism. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. 
Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. What happened 79 years ago today? Does anybody know? You're watching TV, you don't know. If you're reading most media outlets, you don't know. Many of you are running to DuckDuck or to Bing or to Google. What happened 79 years ago? 79 years ago today, the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising began. The Warsaw Ghetto Uprising began. With the Jews, with a minimal amount of weapons, most of them handmade, took on the Third Reich. Their tanks, their armored personnel carriers, their machine guns, took them on. And for several weeks, several weeks, did grave damage to the soldiers who were there. They knew they would die. And they fought to the end. 79 years ago today, ladies and gentlemen, that's only 79 years ago to the day. 79 years ago. How many of you know somebody who's 79 years old or older? Eight decades ago. That's nothing. Well, they remember it in Poland, which is why they're trying to stand up to Russia and support the Ukrainians. In fact, they remember it all over Eastern Europe. They remember. And my people are told to never forget. Russia launches full-scale offensive in Eastern Ukraine, declares another stage of invasion has started. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, Jewish, with Holocaust survivors in his family, is calling it the Battle of Donbas. This is the big battle, folks. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, who's another crook, said Moscow's beginning the next stage of its invasion. His reports emerging that the Russian military is conducting a full-scale offensive in the country's east. The video address overnight, Zelensky said a very large part of the entire Russian army is now focused on this offensive. General Keene told me on Life, Liberty, and Levin, if you saw the monologue on Sunday night, that 75% of the full Russian military is involved in this. No matter how many Russian troops they send there, we will fight, we will defend ourselves, Zelensky said. These are a fantastic people. Ukraine security official Oleksiy Danilov said that Russian troops are now trying to break through Ukrainian positions along almost the entire front line of Donetsk, Lukansk, and Kharkiv regions, reports Reuters. New explosions have been heard in Donetsk region in the cities of Kharkiv. Kharkiv is the second biggest city. Michael Ive, if I mispronounce, pardon me, and others. While air raid sirens could be heard wailing in populated areas near the front line, the news agency also reported so far at least eight people were killed right off the bat. Now, there's an individual who was a commentator for MSNBC, and while I'm talking about this, Mr. Producer, see if you can find the name of the gentleman, because he deserves it. 
who has served, I believe, in Iraq, who has provided commentary on intelligence and national security for that network. Malcolm Nance. I don't know anything else about him except he dropped everything he was doing as a commentator and a consultant, teacher, and advisor in the United States on issues relating to war and peace. And he's now joined the effectively the foreign legion, the foreign forces in Ukraine, where he's fighting along shoulder to shoulder with men and women from all over the world who decided to take their experience and their backgrounds and help defend the Ukrainian people and defeat this military. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, I would argue that we were certainly among the first who started to expose America to critical race theory on a national scale. There were many scholars who've been working this field for some time. Michael Gonzalez at Heritage, Christopher Rufo, I think he was with Manhattan or one of them, among others, and there are others. But this is something we've talked about at some length in uh, American Marxism on this radio program before and since. And yet there's a piece I found on a site I never looked at before. I don't even know this gentleman. No offense, his name is Tom Knighton. He said critical race theory, or CRT, apparently originated in law schools as a tool for looking at laws through a racial lens. It's actually a Marxist ideology. Now, as long as it's not the only lens being used, I don't have a problem with it. After all, There are laws that were created for racist reasons. Gun control being one of them, by the way. The problem with CRT is that it's often the only lens some people want to use, and they're using it everywhere. Robin D'Angelo, this is a thoroughly white woman who is thoroughly disgusting, has made serious bank thanks to CRT. And over at the Foundation for Economic Education, and if you haven't been there, Fee, it's called Foundation for Economic Education. It's a fantastic site. 
They opted to take a look at some of the works Kafka Trops, one can, one confined in CRTV. And he cites them. D'Angelo's biggest claim is that if you're white, you're automatically and unavoidably racist. Now, to be clear, D'Angelo doesn't mean that all white people have a conscious anti-minority basis. Rather, she claims that all white people employ racist assumptions and patterns that harm people of color and display an underlying bias. Here's a quote. She says racism is unavoidable and it is impossible to completely escape having developed problematic and racial assumptions and behaviors. And speaking of herself, who's white, she says, I also understand there's no way for me to avoid enacting problematic racial patterns. If D'Angelo, an affiliate professor of education at the University of Washington, imagine that, were simply outing her own biased patterns, that would be one thing they write over at Fee, where her argument breaks the rules of good scholarship is that she makes it in a way that's unfalsifiable. In other words, <clears throat> you can't disprove a negative. You can throw it out there all you want. But that's not scholarship. And in this case, it's nothing but a vile, vile charge. And so Kington says here, and that's truly the crux of my issue. It's one thing to claim that there are racists amongst us. I don't think anyone would disagree, really. However, that's not what D'Angelo argues. She argues that if you're white, you're racist no matter what you do. You cannot not be racist. You're just doomed to be a racist your entire life. After all, if all white people are irredeemably racist, no matter what they do, then what's their incentive to improve? If I'm never, ever going to be anything but a racist, why would I ever try to work toward equality? It's just stupid. Yet that's all Excuse me. Yet that's not all that D'Angelo has done that makes at least her version of CRT vile. It's not her version. It's the version. Further, as they said at fee, D'Angelo further breaks from the established rules of scholarship by explicitly adopting a mentality of believe all accusers. D'Angelo says, if you're accused of racism, the only acceptable response is to thank the person for pointing out your racism and to promise to do better. For D'Angelo, acceptable responses include, I appreciate this feedback, or it is inevitable that I have this pattern, I want to change it, or this is very helpful, thank you, or, and I have some work to do as, as so as to stop enacting this racist behavior in the future, unquote. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm sorry, but the way accusations of racism have been thrown around over the last decade or so, particularly because you oppose certain policy decisions, I refuse to just roll over and accept that I'm racist simply because someone decided to throw the term around. This is exactly, this is the epitome of the term. D'Angelo is basically telling how she weaponized people to allow others to throw the term racist around whenever you don't want to have to justify a position and place the onus on everyone else just to accept it. <coughs> oh, and your refusal? As Fee's Julian Adorni notes, that's where another Kafka trap comes into play. It says, besides the idea that all white people are racist and that any accusation of racism must be accepted unless it's a black liberal calling D'Angelo racist, there's a third core of the book that's in some ways equally troubling, another Kafka trap. D'Angelo argues that if you're white, you're automatically fragile when it comes to any discussion of race. 
She uses the term white fragility to describe how difficult she finds it in her workshops to get white people to talk about race, racial identities and racial hierarchies in the U.S. In other words, if you don't want to roll over and have the conversation she wants to have in the exact way she wants to have it, you're fragile. Now, look, I did a deep dive on this in American Marxism, an entire chapter on this. D'Angelo's book is really, in so many substantive ways, a knockoff, in my view, of the law professor who helped launch this movement in the first place in the 1970s, Derek Bell of Harvard, formerly of Stanford. He made these arguments. He said you cannot attack his so-called scholarship if you're white. And if you're not white, let's say you're black and you're attacking his scholarship, just because you're black-skinned doesn't mean your mind, your brain, hasn't been colonized by the white-dominant society. In other words, you're a seller. So there's no way to even debate, let alone win a debate. And as for the so-called scholarship, they will tell you, and he will tell you, and I can point this out in my book, that scholarship is good enough if it's scholarship by example. So there's no data, no models, no statistics. Individual cases. That's enough to demonstrate the rule, the broad brush. That's enough. As it must be. Because this is not a white dominant, systemically racist society. I mean, even look at the last half century. Even look at the Civil War. Nobody's saying it's perfect. But to take it from imperfection into perfectly systemically racist is an absurdity. It's inane. It's incoherent. It's racism. And that's why I spent time on it. And if you go back to that book, American Marxism, you know, I haven't brought it up in a long time. And you look at this whole transgender movement. Not that everybody who promotes it or is transgender is a Marxist and so forth, but many of the minds behind the ideology that is pushing this in our schools, pushing it in Disney, pushing it into the culture, forcing people to embrace it or accept it or keep their mouth shut, much like critical race theory, borrows from the American Marxist movement. Just as... D'Angelo and others argue that all law, all aspects of this culture, that you, if you're white, are unforgivably and forever racist. What the Marxists in the transgender movement argue is the social construct that you have created of binary sexes that you interpret in biology That that's nothing more, nothing more than anti-LBGTQI, whatever, and plus. Because you're a bigot. Where is it written, they argue? And again, it's in American Marxism. And I quote them and cite them and put footnotes. Where is it written, they argue? Where is it written? That we have to be a binary society. Where is it written? 
that is a, a man is a man because of his genitalia. A woman's a woman because of her genitalia. What if they want to be something else? What if they think something else? Many, many people do. So this is nothing but bigotry by a systemically bigoted society. And that's how you destroy a culture. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, as a public service, as you know, we have candidates on this program. Tends to be in the third hour. Even if you're not from the state or the district that these individuals are running, and it matters to the whole nation because they vote on issues that affect the whole country. And we want to make sure that conservatives, constitutionalists, wind up in Congress, not people who just claim to be. Dr. Oz, how are you, my friend? Mark, doing very well. Constitutionalism, I tell you, I talk about it a lot. People in the middle of the state of Pennsylvania, just core you know, individuals who work their tails off, they know the Constitution. That's all they want. They just ask Washington to follow the Constitution. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Oz, you know, people don't realize how big Pennsylvania is. I mean, 67 counties, the western part isn't like the eastern part, the southwestern part's not like the central part, and I could go on and on and on. It really is a diverse state in every respect. What do you find are the biggest issues that people are raising as you campaign across the state? Just to underline something you said, uh, it is actually a bellwether for the country because of that. Because you see, you see microcosms of the East Coast, the Midwest, uh, rural areas, uh, the, the, the areas that have been deprived of support and areas that are incredibly affluent. Issues without question start with inflation, in part because Pennsylvanians know that energy prices are driving a lot of inflation. And under our feet here is enough natural gas to power the entire country for hundreds of years. There's two Saudi Arabias beneath me. So when people know they've got an answer, and there's a problem in front of them as well. They want to combine the two, but they're frustrated that ideology has prevented the Biden administration from doing the simple, basic things of creating an Operation Warp Speed for energy policy to actually prioritize what we're doing with the domestic energy. And for that reason, our communities are, communities are impoverished. We're not taking natural gas out of the ground. Um, we're not actually able to become energy dominant again, and we can't help our allies overseas. Mm-hmm. Which is a big deal. And uh, inflation is affected by this. Biden's blaming Putin for inflation. Isn't uh, Biden responsible for inflation? About a question. I, this, is, this is the kind of ruse that is infuriating to folks because you look around, you say, there must be cameras watching me. There's no way he really thinks that we're going to believe that Putin causes problem when it has started well ahead. I mean, gas prices had already jumped a dollar way before the, the Ukraine. And the, and the solutions, even if Putin contributed to the worsening inflation, are right here. I mean, imagine this. If we could actually declare domestic energy supply as a critical element to national security, if we could just say that, we could maybe allow people to get permitted drilling rights, I'll open up our federal lands. By the way, our federal lands are mine and yours, right, Mark? We, I mean, they're yeah. our property. And so one-third of all energy in the country is under those federal uh, lands that the Biden administration in his first week banned us from drilling, and he still hasn't opened it. Allow us to at least build pipelines or don't let woke ideologues and activist lawyers shut down pipelines, half a billion dollars in the production, thus bankrupting the companies. And for God's sake, allow us to open liquid natural gas facilities in Philadelphia. It would help the city. It would allow us to export 
to Europe and allow our country to be able to help our allies. But can I give you one stat that'll blow your mind? Because I know you love, if I were to take the natural gas under my feet here in Pennsylvania and I'll ship it overseas to countries that need it, it will be the equivalent, the equivalent of electrifying every vehicle in America, plus putting a solar panel on every home in America, plus doubling wind energy. So if you're a real big environmentalist, you should want natural gas. The reason the United States is way ahead of the Paris Accords or anybody else is because we have natural gas. So we naturally will be able to reduce our carbon footprint. It's good for the economy. It's good for national security. It's good for the environment. The question mark I ask you is, why do people hang on to the Green New Deal when we know scientifically it's a lie? Mm-hmm. Let's move to another part of the state, Philadelphia. Crime is through the roof. You have a mayor and a DA, a DA put in there by Soros, a mayor who looks the other way. It's really awful. The death rate in Philadelphia, this is my home city, in the Philadelphia and the suburbs. And I think people are sick and tired of it. I don't care what party they're in. What would you say to them? Well, we've got Krasner, which is a Soros-funded DA who I voted against, but has now made it very clear he does not think it's a crisis to have 550 people die a year in Philadelphia. And the prior mayor, who's a Democrat, Nutter, I do free clinics, so I had done a free clinic in Philadelphia and met him. Uh, he wrote a piece saying, what kind of a woke, white, uh, crazy person thinks it's not a, a crisis when there are 550 black men primarily being murdered? I can't walk out in my the stoop in West Philadelphia because I'm worried about getting shot, and I'm not worried about getting shot by cops. You know, I looked this up. I think there's 6,000 police officers in Philadelphia. I, there were less than 10 discharges of weapons last year. Not shootings, discharges. If there's no you know, police Violence is not the problem here. This is people killing each other because they know no one's enforcing the law. And when that happens, you're violating your covenant with the people. The people say, I'll pay my taxes. I'll be a good citizen. You make sure we're safe in the streets and you make sure you police our border. They're not doing that either, obviously, because you've got a cartel run human trafficking operation. And we've got immigrants being flown, illegal immigrants being flown into Pennsylvania under the cover of night. So we're basically a border state. Let's talk about the border. As you point out, it affects Pennsylvania. The border's wide open. Fentanyl's flowing into the country. Sex trafficking is, is unbelievable. These, these violent, vile cartels are now, uh, uh, they're, they're creating these satellite operations in every major city in America and so forth. You're a senator. What would you do about this? It seems to me that people need to start putting riders on the most important bills and say, you know what? We're not voting on a damn thing until we address this. Hallelujah. The border should be back to what it was under the Trump administration. We already had evidence it was working. Shut the border down. Nobody, I mean, nobody comes across unless they are granted asylum to enter our country. Because our legal system cannot cope with individuals who get across. And the cartel is smart. They are profiting off our weakness. They ship people in different Numbers of miles across the border, depending on how much they pay. These are people from all over the place, not just from Mexico. They're being paid by the, by the, because the cartel is getting money to get these folks across. And you mentioned fentanyl. Let me give everyone a statistic here. 100,000 people died from fentanyl overdose, opiate overdose last year. That is four times more than the number of people who died under the age of 50 from COVID. So this is a humanitarian crisis, both at the border and domestically. And the government is doing nothing, again, violating its covenant with its citizens. And a nation is defined by its border. We have to have a border. Let's build the thing. We can name it the Donald Trump wall, but just build the darn thing. 
We're going to take a short break, Dr. Oz, and my question when we come back is, is really, I think, a simple one. You have a federal judge in Tampa who just ruled uh, masks. First of all, the CDC doesn't have statutory authority. The federal government doesn't have constitutional authority. And the science is not just failing in terms of being compelling. It's almost non-existent. And so the Department of Justice announced last hour it is appealing this to a circuit court. I'd be interested. I think Pennsylvanians and the nation would be interested. What's with this mask stuff even now? When we come back, Dr. Oz. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Plastic Conservative Fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Our guest, Dr. Oz, running in the Republican primary for the Senate in uh, Pennsylvania, my home state. If you're interested in learning more or supporting him wherever you live, Pennsylvania or outside, it's DrOz.com. Doctor is spelled out. DrOz.com, probably the easiest website in America. DrOz.com. Dr. Oz, what do you make of this masked argument now? They're not following the science. They're following the political science. And that's why the judge ruled in Florida against the CDC's authority, saying that specifically she said it was arbitrary and capricious. You know, this, this Public Health Services Act was from 1944. It was during the Second World War. It was designed to present and rather prevent communicable diseases from foreign countries coming into the U.S. by sanitizing us. That's, what, what, that's not what masks are doing. And i got to say, and as, you, as you know, President Trump endorsed me um, in, in our Republican uh, primary in, in Pennsylvania because he knows that I'm smart, tough, and will never let us down. And these types of topics require, mandate, that someone with a bold voice who understands a bit of the science step into this. Masks do not help us. They have been demonstrated. In fact, none of the mandates made a difference. The states that had the least mandates did the best. The ones that had the most, New York, New Jersey was the worst. Pennsylvania, my state, all of us did horribly during COVID because people passed mandates that made no sense. So when President Trump says you want someone to be smart, tough, that won't let you down, and he uses those three words or phrases to describe why he endorses me, it's because of these kinds of issues. We have been walking into these culture war knife fights with three by five index cards. No more. Let's be clear and precise. Mm-hmm. The science was off here. We're no longer going back to that. We have a mask mandate in Philadelphia, Mark. In Philadelphia, your city has a mask mandate. People are livid about it. So you mentioned you were endorsed by Donald Trump. You've been endorsed by Sean Hannity. Why do you think that is? People know I'm exactly what I say. 
I've been on television in your living rooms for 13 years. What I look like, what I say is exactly what I am. You can't pretend an hour. You can't pretend either. Every single day in front of people, you are who you are. I'm, you know, I've been pro-life. I'm strong on crime, the border. I'm, I'm very uh, concerned about election fraud. I love our military and our vets, and I'll always fight for and support our under siege Second Amendment. These are the things I've been saying I stand for, um, and I'm not fooling around about it. I gave up the show with great honor and my magazines and everything else because this is the right thing for me to do to serve my country. And my father Im- immigrated here legally, was brought here by the U.S. government because they were looking for doctors, always treasured the fact that America treated him like an American. And first and second generation immigrants are incredibly patriotic because we realize how beautiful this country is, what it offers us. It truly is a shining city on the hill. And the entire world is watching us right now. This is a battle right between the, not just the soul of Pennsylvania or the country. It's the soul of the world. This is a big issue because the world is saying we got America, a thriving democracy that gives rise to capitalism. So we got some problems, but it's working. And then we got China, this surveillance state with a controlled economy that also is doing OK. So which option do we want? I'll tell you right now, they want us. That's why China hates us. They have to destroy us. So they're the only option left. And that's what the world is fearful of. Where do you stand? Let's talk about the Middle East, the state of Israel. The Iranians want to get nuclear weapons. It appears the Biden administration is going to help them get nuclear weapons. What are your thoughts about that? I've been outspoken about this. I went to Israel in 2013, uh, strongly endorsing the beauty of this democracy, representing everything that we value in America in the Middle East. My goodness, they're growing grapes in the sand. I mean, these... Folks have been able to figure out how to survive and thrive in an environment that's not always so hospitable. We cannot abandon our allies. And when we see the, the weak response of the Biden administration to beg the Russians to negotiate with the Iranians to get their poor quality crude and sell down the river our Israeli allies, it makes me sick. Because the Iranians have already told us what they're going to do. You don't have to guess, just like Putin told us what he's going to do. The Iranians want to destroy Israel. And what does the rest of the world think? when a country that's been a staunch supporter of ours and who we have always been loyal to, Israel, is abandoned because you want a couple extra barrels of oil. It's not what America represents. We're a brave country. That's not what brave people do. One more question. One last question, and it's this. I love these questions. I know, and I want, I want people to know substantively all about you because everybody doesn't. You're campaigning in Pennsylvania. I want the whole country to know. And it's this. When you look at uh, Congress, part of the problem is we elect people to Congress, and then they fall right into the fold. We mentioned this before. They fall right into the fold. The Republican leadership expects them. I mean, I don't expect people to be bomb throwers. They all go, but on the other hand, I think the electorate expects their senator now to take a stand, whether a senator, leadership or otherwise, likes it or not. What do you say to that? 100% 100% agree. And I'll go one step further. I don't want people aspiring to be in the Senate or the House or anywhere else in the federal government for the rest of their life. We ought to have term limits. I've already promised that I will not serve more than two terms if I'm blessed to serve even one. I also think we should have cognitive tests for leadership. Let's make sure everyone's full speed so the best people can rise. Wow, you blow out all the Democrats. You did that. So I'm... <laughs> oh, great one. Oh, great one. <laughs> Well, you're a very nice guy. Sean tells me you're very concerned about it. I'm doing fine, doctor. Stop listening to him. 
I'm doing very, very well. I'm not well. listening to you. I trust Sean Hannity. I think he's <laughs> telling me the truth about you. I'm coming after you. I got your, I got your mother-in-law on my side. What are you talking about? You don't have a prayer. <laughs> well, we <laughs> met you at the Mar-a-Lago. You couldn't be nicer. And uh, I think you'd be a great senator, too. And I want to wish you all the best, my friend. Well, Wait God a minute. You. People want to help you. I got to get it out. Go to doctor, excuse me, DrOz.com, doctor spelled out, OZ.com. All right, sir. God bless you. Be well. God bless you. Come home and vote. Well, I'm, my new home is Florida now. I know. Maybe That's if everybody fixes Pennsylvania, I'll come back. You never know. I promise. All right. <laughs> All right. God bless. Take care of yourself. All right. It's a very nice guy. Now, Sean is one of my best friends. And sometimes he's like, he's just so worried about my health, this guy. It's really unbelievable, like a brother. It's really unbelievable. Rich, you know how he is, right? When he gets on something, he doesn't stop. So I've got doctors giving me advice. This I'm fine. Folks, I'm doing fine. Dr. Oz is an expert on a number of things, including the heart. Including the heart. So uh, he's got Dr. Oz all concerned. And I just want you all to know I'm doing very well. I'm feeling very, very well. And... Uh, don't worry about it. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Need to get to some calls for crying out loud. By the way, I want to thank again our hosts here, Hillsdale College. Push the great mission of real education and liberty. Information about the founding. I think all of us are on the same page here, and we really do need educational institutions like Hillsdale. Hillsdale goes far and beyond, of course. I'm here to thank them, and I'm here to spread the word and the import of radio. People say radio is dead. Radio is not dead. I had other things, but I don't care. It's time to go to the public. You, Mr. and Mrs. America, and let us get started. Billy, Stanton, Nebraska. On XM Satellite, Billy, how are you, sir? I am good. All right. Speak to me? me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you hear me well? Okay. I hear you well. well. Go ahead. The whole country can. As, as George W. Bush once said, the whole world will hear you when I'm done. Go ahead. I am thankful that you actually said something about inhaling carbon dioxide. I've been waiting for somebody to say for two years. Listen to you all the time. We have to get these masks off of everybody. I am a life, I deal with livestock producers in 35 states, and that's the worst thing that we can do is inhale our own carbon dioxide. It causes problems, depresses the immune system, fluid in the lungs, all those things. So thank you for thank you for finally somebody saying it. Never heard it on television. Never heard it for the first time. I heard it was from you. Now, Billy, what do you do again? I couldn't hear. I I deal with livestock producers in about thirty five states. All right, so you know this as a matter of fact, I guess, correct? Yes, I, I know it as a matter of fact. Yes, I got taught it about forty years ago. So yeah, me too. I'm sixty two years old. So it. Uh, 
I, just, I mean, what's the time... point of fighting carbon dioxide as a general matter when you're inhaling it uh, like a kid inhales popcorn at a movie theater with your own your own carbon uh, dioxide with a mask on? That's it's nonsensical. How ca- and you're right. They never ask Fauci this. They never ask Gupta. They never ask him. They never ask any of them, do they? No, no, and I, I, I don't want. I can't watch him anymore. I listen to you. I listen to you for twelve years. Watch your program. Thank you. Uh, I've learned a lot about the Constitution from listening to you. I just finally was just happy to hear you say that, and thank you because we need to educate our population that masks are going to make it worse. I think the consequences of these masks are going to live with, particularly our children, for a long, long time. Thanks for your call, Billy, and thanks for holding. I have people here who have held for over two hours, and I really apologize. It's just difficult to balance all this when I'm trying to get to other issues, too. Maybe one day I'll just do like an hour or two of just calls, period. But then I get uh, the program director says, ah, come on now, you know, that sort of crap. Let us go to Bend, Oregon, the great KBND. Matt, how are you, Matt? Hey, Mark, I'm great. I love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Hey, well, I'm calling about the uh, the masks as well. Uh, my business, we're the worst over here. Uh, we're a really small USDA producer. Um, we were directly affected by this, and the reason why is because we took the hard stance and just said no to uh, what basically came down the line from a Biden administration um, order, not through Congress, through him. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have a judge who's on your side, and they're trying to appeal that to a circuit court. Now, think about this for a second, Matt. They said they need 15 days. This order's been in place about seven, or it will be seven in the next day or two. And so they must be seeking some kind of an emergency appeal to a panel uh, in that circuit to try and get this thrown out. And by the time it's all done, it all must be 15 days. So that just shows you that they are that they are power-hungry tyrants. Otherwise, why would you even bother doing this? Listen, they don't care about anyone but themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, like we, we crawled across cash flow business glass for six months. They didn't care. Um, mm. <laughs> there's, there's no one that, that really just even cares about the Constitution. You know, I've got four, four kids and a wife, and I've got to look them in the eyes at the end of the day and, and preserve their freedoms. And no one seems to care about that anymore. No, you're right. Although um, the next election might be a wake-up call, God willing. Good luck to you, Matt. Thank you. I can hear it in your voice how upsetting this is. Back across the country, Vinny, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Vinny, go right ahead, please. Yeah, hi, Mr. Levin. Um, Whoever thought up the phrase, the science, should get one of those Black Lives Matter uh, mansions because that really disguises the fact that there's not the science. There's data and people who interpret the data. And by saying, like, the science, it makes it sound like you can't argue with it. Just like with the the evidence, there's no evidence of election fraud. Evidence isn't like a gun or a piece of paper or something. Mm-hmm. It's that plus someone who swears the association with the crime. So all the people who, um, you know, swore that they saw bad things happen, that's evidence. 
But this wordplay is done so well. These are brilliant points. Let me, what do you do? I work with computer software. Mm-hmm. You're a sharp dude. You're yeah, quite right. No, no, thank you. Not sharper than you. No, you're pretty sharp, bro. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate it very, very much. We got to move fast. All right. Bill from uh, from Fairbanks, Alaska. Will you take his phone number? The guy's been waiting a long time, and I apologize to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker brothers and sisters, and our brothers and sisters in freedom in Ukraine. God bless you. And thanks to all of you. Take care.